Hello my friend and welcome to TFU News and Views. I am your host Anthony Brucalli, owner, operator, madman behind TFU.info, the toy archive, the website, the YouTube channel, this podcast, and of course Transformers University podcast. And oh my goodness, do I have a lot to talk about, a lot that's on my mind, so much so that I know I posted uh, on Twitter, I think, and to the Patreon group uh, that I was going to drop a really, really hot takes version of news and views. But things have changed in terms of uh, some of the information we've had out there. There's been a lot of news in the last two and a half weeks or so. Uh, It doesn't necessarily change my hot takes, but I've decided um, I had five pages of notes before some of the stuff happened uh, this week before the fan first Friday, before John Warden left uh, the brand to go on to a new position at Hasbro. And so I realized I have a lot to talk about and I don't want to create one four hour episode or one two hour episode. So instead I'm going to split this up into smaller chunks. And part of that is also because I really do want to get my thoughts wrapped around what I want to say. But one of the ones that I'm, I'm pretty, pretty set on what I wanted to say and just what to talk about is Transformers Collaborative, uh, mainly the, the Back to the Future and uh, Top Gun figures that we're getting this year, plus the whole Walmart debacle and a whole bunch of other things that have just gone down uh, in the last couple of weeks. But before I do... If you aren't listening to Transformers University and you're listening to this podcast, um, how, how the heck did you get here? <laughs> uh, that said, I did put together this really cool new promo for Transformers University. So give it a quick listen and drop me a line. Let me know what you think. It is a world transform where things are not what they seem. Want to learn a bit about the Transformers? Think you know everything about Cybertron? but are looking to learn a little bit more. Enroll today at Transformers University Podcast. Each episode will tackle a piece of Transformers history, starting in 1984 and marching our way up to today. Hosted by me, Anthony Brucalli, three-time Emmy Award winner and consulting producer on Netflix's The Toys That Made Us, and lifelong Transformers fan. We'll go on a journey through cartoons and comics, toys and movies, and all the weird esoterica from around the world, chronicling the adventures of everyone's favorite robots in disguise. Listen to Transformers University on iTunes, Google, Spotify, YouTube, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Transform and roll out! All right, now let's get down to business. You know, Transformers as a brand has always been one to cross over. I know I've talked about it before. Uh, Maybe here on News and Views, I've definitely talked about it on Transformers University when we cover G.I. Joe versus Transformers in the Marvel comic. And there are a lot of places where Transformers has crossed over. I made a list somewhere once, and um, it's just about every property you can imagine. In fact, uh, right now it's crossing over with uh, Terminator in the IDW comics. uh, And uh, you can actually catch me on 
the Full Force podcast over with Chris McLeod talking about those issues uh, whenever he wants to review one. And we've done two so far, and they've been really fun episodes. So make sure you check that out, The Full Force. Uh, look for it wherever you look for this podcast. Now, last year we got Ghostbusters Transformers collaborative figures to kind of launch that I don't know, you call it a line. I guess it's a line. It's a branding for sure. And this year, we got to see, so far, or some of us got to pre-order, or maybe not, uh, Back to the Future and Top Gun crossovers. Now, let's go through the timeline real quick about the Back to the Future figure. Now, if you haven't seen it, his name is Gigawatt, or Gigawatt, depending on how you want to pronounce that. It is a retool of the War for Cybertron Siege uh sideswipe mold or at least a shared engineering kind of reimagining of it and it is based on the back to the future delorean from back to the future one and two because the wheels do fold up and allow it to uh, take that flight mode uh, i guess that's back to the future one also right the very end of the film Anyway, we had an interesting timeline of, of events as this thing started to unfold. We knew it was coming, but we hadn't seen anything. And then uh, there was a small leak on Amazon Spain that kind of leaked out the name. Then all of a sudden, everybody's favorite Transformers website, Mashable, had photos and an article and lots of incorrect pre-order information, including the day. And then that led to them correcting the day and then Hasbro issuing their press release, which was also very confusingly worded uh in fact it even tricked me and i probably had a tweet out there that probably led a few people the wrong way and for that i do apologize uh and then then we got the official transformers instagram with the link to the walmart pre-order page uh and it was a dead link and at the time it was supposed to launch 1 p.m it was still a dead link the link would not be active on Walmart's website for about three and a half hours. And when it was active, it sold out in 30 seconds. Now, if you missed out on this, and I want to make this abundantly clear to people. So the version that was on Walmart's website was a version with a numbered sticker on it. Uh, one through 1985 to commemorate the year and release of the film. Part of that confusing wording, by the way, on Hasbro's uh, press release was that this figure was being dropped uh, on the day of the 35th anniversary of the release of the film. But, well, it was to commemorate the day of the 35th anniversary of the release of the film. But that day was the Friday before 4th of July in the United States. That is a work holiday for a lot of people. So they dropped it the Thursday before so <laughs> it made for a very very confusing time this thing sold out in 30 seconds apparently there were either no limits on how many you can buy or a limit of 12. so if you figure 12 into 1985 it's about 160 something uh people could buy at max capacity so that's not a lot uh and what i wanted to say just a moment ago is that if you missed out on this they will be selling these on Hasbro Pulse, and I'm probably in Canada, I would guess it would be EB Games, later in the year, in September. So you're not missing out on this figure if you missed out on this pre-order. All you're missing out on is the numbered version of this figure, and there's no word whether or not that toy inside is any different. 
But as far as we know, it's just a packaging variation and a sticker at that. So after, after it was on sale, they immediately ended up on eBay uh, to scalpers uh, who were charging upwards of $800 on average. And even one who I found very amusing charging $1,985 for theirs. Uh, it was officially sold out. Uh, it was briefly back in stock the next day and sold out again. I don't know if there was just one or two that uh, were canceled or what. But uh, yeah, that is the debacle behind the Walmart release. Now, the problem with these sorts of things is that one, Walmart doesn't care because Walmart just wants to push product. They wanted to sell about 2,000 units of this thing and they did it in a matter of seconds. Hasbro, yeah, they care. But they can't buy this kind of publicity. So when something like this goes down, and now the word of mouth is, this thing sold out in 30 seconds, right? Think of a concert that you may have wanted to go to that sold out in, you know, 20 minutes or half a day or whatever it may be, right? This is the same kind of vibe. It creates that FOMO, that fear of missing out. And in fact, one of these other news and views, once I record it, um, it's a bit about FOMO and about how that works into Hasbro's marketing of the Transformers brand. Now, I'm not too worried about this figure. Uh, it's going to be in stock. So it looks like a cool figure. It's a great concept. I really do hope it's a good toy. Because if it's not, you know, a bad toy is like an STD. Getting it is more fun than having it. And I really hope this is a good and fun figure and hopefully it'll be enhanced by the idw tie-in comic that is going to be released around that same time now the idw tie-in is very important uh and we'll get to that in just a second i do want to talk a little bit about the other toy we got which was much easier to pick up it was pre-ordered purchased on hasbro pulse and that is the top gun collaborative figure uh, which is the second toy for this year. And, and you know, it's funny as a lot of people are like, oh, we, we got two toys this year. Oh, my goodness. Last year, we got two toys as well. They just happened to both be Ghostbusters toys. We got the uh, Ghostbusters Optimus Prime in the MP10 uh, mold, and we got the Ectatron figure uh, at the Voyager class level. Now, the Top Gun figure, yeah, it does look a little simple. Uh, it looks like they did have to... I don't know. There's a lot of licensees involved here, right? You have the movie studio involved, uh, which has to approve whatever this final thing is. You're going to have Northrop Grumman, who makes the F-14, uh, involved in approving this figure. So it, there does take a lot more to this than the Back to the Future DeLorean or even the Ghostbusters uh, vehicles. Because even if you're looking for the approval, you're looking for the approval of the version that appeared in the movie. The F-14 is, is a real plane. So the designing company Northrop Grumman uh, would have some say in the final version of this figure and it looks like it might have been constrained a little bit uh, it's really neat that it comes with a volleyball to recreate the volleyball scene from Top Gun though it didn't have any giant robots in it I do like the helmet I did pre-order this um, even if you look at the packaging the packaging is more in line with Top Gun than Transformers which is a little odd since last year's collaborative figures were more Transformers packaging than uh, Ghostbusters packaging uh, let's say. But it does leave us to th wonder about what next year will bring for the collaborative project. It's funny how we work as a fandom, right? We don't even have the current figures in hand, and we're already talking about, oh, what's next? What can you put in our hands next? Um, 
it's something that goes with that FOMO that I've been uh, really thinking on in terms of marketing, toy collecting, and the brand. But let's let's speculate. Let's have a little fun here uh, about the potential future collaboration on Transformers and other properties. And there's obvious 1980s ones that you would like. There's a lot of ones I hear people uh, hoping for. And there's ones that I don't think we've really thought that hard about. And I've made a list. I've made a list of a lot of really ones that are possible, um, totally not possible, kind of out there. And I think the important thing to think about when you talk about these kind of collaborations and the Transformers Collaborative, as it's called, is you have to think about what works for Hasbro and their business relationships, right? So Hasbro properties are good, good fit for this. Things that IDW has a license for are a good fit for this. Why? Hasbro has their publishing deal with IDW. So that means if IDW is doing a comic on it, they're doing Transformers comics, it's a built-in tie-in for everyone involved. Same goes for Paramount and Paramount Studios and movies. Guess who's putting out the new Top Gun film? Paramount. Guess who put out all of the Michael Bay films? Paramount. Guess who put out the Bumblebee movie? Well, Bumblebee 2017. Paramount. So you have to think in terms of those that are involved with that. Now, it doesn't mean it's impossible for other things to happen uh, with other companies. Sometimes, yes, but sometimes not. And we'll explore a couple of these ideas. So Hasbro, Hasbro's got a lot of properties that they could play with here uh, and combine with Transformers. The obvious one, the one most people probably want is G.I. Joe, right? A G.I. Joe vehicle that turns into a Transformer and probably sits a three and three quarter inch G.I. Joe figure would be ideal. And, you know, with with G.I. Joe coming back uh, this year and then hopefully with a successful Snake Eyes movie, however that gets released, I, I, I hope this does happen. I mean, we've had crossover toys before that didn't transform, but and we've had homages in the line from, you know, Snowcat back in Energon and then later in Universe and then Viper more recently in Combiner Wars. We have figures that have had crossover appeal i think this would be a good way to kind of really cement an actual crossover now additionally in hasbro's realm of things you have mask which is an old kenner property of transforming vehicles um that'd be a cool one to do it's kind of sits halfway between gi joe and transformers Uh, i don't know if they would they would do that uh the more obvious one now especially with john warden going over to the Power Rangers design team and heading up that side of Hasbro would be Power Rangers. Um, You know, these, and I don't know a lot about Power Rangers, but the Zords are basically combining robots, right? They're animals or whatever vehicles that combine into one larger robot without the third robot uh, intermediary mode. You know, all they have to do really is make those work with Combiner Wars figures and they're golden. But you can all totally do some sort of crossover line with the Power Rangers. You can revisit Marvel. You can revisit Star Wars. And then, you know, a couple of the lesser done ideas that could be there. ROM. ROM is one that is uh, out there for Hasbro to use that they haven't redone. Same with Micronauts. 
Same with, I think I think they own RoboForce at this point. Uh, you could always do GoBots at some point. Uh, and then even lesser, but because we've had Beast figures and it looks like we might be having Beast figures down the line, how about a Magic the Gathering crossover figure or a Dungeons and Dragons crossover figure? I mean, me as a old school Magic the Gathering fan who hasn't played in years, um, something that turns into like Nightmare or Lord of the Pit, I would be so down for that. Now, if you think of the IDW tie-ins, here are properties that IDW have, right? And you also got to think, also, does it have a vehicle component? Because that's also important, right? Uh, my number one from IDW that they could totally do is TMNT. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, do the turtle van, use, you know, an Ironhide uh, tooling and just repurpose it as the turtle van. Do four of them with different masks and, and a different color stripe and, you know, different shades of green, and I'm all in. Uh, lesser one, less likely, but I think it would be really cool. It would be a Karate Kid crossover. IDW does hold the the rights to uh, that comic series. You know, one of those old cars that Daniel had to wash. What if it was a Transformer? That, that works for me. Um, two very likely ones. One, Terminator, as I just mentioned before. They're already doing the comic series with Dark Horse and IDW. It is also a Paramount property. Now, how do you do a toy of that in collaborative? I don't know. Uh, uh, there's a Mack truck, right? And in, in, I want to say it's in Terminator 2. What if the Mack truck was an Optimus Prime, but it transforms and has a Terminator head, right? That would be one way to do it. Star Trek is also a Paramount property. So uh, Star Trek is another one that's really likely because it's also an IDW uh, comics license. So that's a good spot to be. Less likely, but more fun, would be something like Sonic the Hedgehog or DuckTales. Uh, IDW also has Judge Dredd as one of its licensees. I don't know if there's a market for that in this day and age, but, you know, transforming, was that Dread Cycle? Is that what it's called, I think? Uh, and then finally, Godzilla. Godzilla would be one where I think that's kind of an obvious crossover. You take some sort of, some old Grimlock tooling. In fact, there was a knockoff of the original G1 Grimlock back in the late 90s, early 2000s. That was basically uh, a transforming Godzilla. Now, some of you are going to say to me, Ant, I, I want them to do the Batmobile. Yeah, that kind of leads up my list of highly unlikely. So let's talk about the ones that are just probably not going to happen. Um, the Batmobile. Okay, so let's start there. That is a Warner Brothers property, right? So all that aside, Warner is not taking their toy lines to Hasbro in decades so it's probably been since the late 90s since they had the Batman license I just don't see it happening anytime soon is it likely as it could it be yeah maybe but the thing is Warner which is also owns DC Comics and DC tends to line their toy lines up with Mattel Hasbro's biggest competitor same goes for the Mystery Machine uh, if you want to do the Mystery Machine from Scooby-Doo probably the same roadblocks there because it is owned by Time Warner. Two sets of near impossibilities, Masters of the Universe and Thundercats. Both are owned by uh, Mattel. Well, actually, Masters of the Universe is owned by Mattel. Thundercats is owned by Warner, again, but they usually market through Mattel, so probably not likely. Another one that is just never going to happen, uh, especially in light of recent events this year uh, and, and prevailing attitudes uh in the united states uh, the dukes of hazard just forget it you're just never going to see it uh confederate flag is just not going to work on well anything 
and a vehicle named after a confederate general is just doubling down on no we're not going to do that don't expect it don't ask for it uh at this point just let it sit where it belongs in the past you know another one that probably won't happen is uh the herbie the love bug i know a lot of people have said they'd like to see herbie based off of a bumblebee but where's the market for that who who's buying it? i know some collectors are saying yeah that'd be pretty cool are you selling two thousand of them are you selling three or four or five thousand of them like you will be with the back to the future figure no no you're not and so that one just doesn't seem like it's going to happen and also it's a disney product and yeah hasbro has a deal with disney but i just don't see the market there uh, a couple more that are disney that maybe maybe not probably not uh, I'm just <laughs> joking around with some friends of mine. Uh, the Bluth stair car from uh, Arrested Development. Uh, anything from The Simpsons, the Homer, <laughs> or uh, the Simpson family car. Uh, those are now Disney property via the Fox sale. Um, but I just don't see that happening. Uh, one I kind of goofily mentioned was uh, Goonies. Uh, that is a Time Warner property as well and just doing like i don't know one-eyed willie's pirate ship just because i really want a good good official pirate ship transformer now i have two more columns here of things that are more likely give or take and i think they revolve around two studios if you move away from warner uh, a lot of the big properties from the 80s and 90s tend to fall either with universal which is nbc or paramount which is cbs now paramount tends to have some of the less in-demand ones that people have been talking about, whereas Universal tends to have the ones that I've seen come up on Twitter and on Facebook and whatnot. The Paramount ones would be more likely, but the Universal ones wouldn't be impossible. So the ones you would see out of Universal, uh, the A-Team van, uh, Knight Rider kit, right? Uh, Jurassic Park in the Jeep, or even Jurassic Park dinosaurs, right? Because they have a relationship with Hasbro through the figures, if I remember, the last line was done by Hasbro, too. So there's a chance there. You know, maybe some less likely ones. Uh, the Flintstones. <laughs> Transforming Flintstones card. Just, it amuses me for some reason. Does it have the feet? Does it run on its own? Do you need still someone to, to kind of walk it? Um, you know, the Ferrari from Miami Vice. Uh, if, again, but where's the market? Are, are people really beating down the door to do the, you know, Don Johnson's car from Miami Vice? Uh, you might as well go with Airwolf, which is another one I put on here, um, which is basically uh, yeah, the A-Team van, but in the sky, right? And then I've also got uh, Smokey and the Bandit, which, again, not much market. You wouldn't be able to do it 100% accurate because, yep, there's a Confederate flag on the license plate. And Jaws. Uh, transforming sharks always, always work for me. Now, on the Paramount side, where things are a little more likely... Um, they don't necessarily have ones that are either very popular or support vehicles. So I just wrote down a few, you know, well-known Paramount movies from the 80s. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, maybe there's a there's like a, an iconic car. I think it's another Ferrari, isn't it? Um, I think Magnum P.I. falls into one of these two. That would be pretty cool. The Magnum P.I. Testarossa. Um, oh, yeah. Wow. I got a long list here from Paramount. In fact, I started it further down. Uh, so let's talk about first the ones that are, I'll just go for my list and work my way down. Friday the 13th, something that turns into Jason. Okay, maybe uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Days of Thunder. Uh, got stock cars we could paint up like that, but is there a Days of Thunder fan, fandom? 
the Adams family. I would go for a hearse. I would totally go for a transforming hearse that's tied into Adams family. Uh, same for Wayne's World. The gremlin that they're singing Bohemian Rhapsody in transforming. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Here's one that people love, but uh, name a vehicle from it. Go ahead. Indiana Jones. Are we going to transform into a giant boulder or, or a mining cart? There's really not a lot I can think of that is vehicular, that is very iconic. Not that there aren't vehicles in the movie or any of those movies, but yeah, nothing. Um, <laughs> here's one, and there was a famous knockoff uh, around the late 90s. Not when say knockoff. It was off-brand. It was an original tooling. Uh, and that is Titanic. Uh, you can do a transforming Titanic. I don't know how well the future of that vehicle is going to go. Also, Paramount wants to think about Grease. Yeah, Grease Lightning transform. But again, where's the market? Uh, Mission Impossible. I've never really seen those films to know if there's a vehicle, but I, I would guess there isn't. Um, here's one I found that was kind of cool. Um, but again, I don't think the demand is there. Uh, the Italian job. Uh, having a transforming Mini Cooper? Yeah, I'd be down for that. Uh, Magnum PI, the transforming Ferrari Testarossa. And you can also tie that in with the, the car from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That one might sell, surprisingly, right? What if that car was uh, the one they did for a crossover? That would work. Uh, and then I've got some other random things here. Uh, Brady Bunch. Uh, I don't think you want a transforming station wagon. Uh, Happy Days. Again, I would love just a line of 50s uh, cars. And then Taxi. Uh, again, no market. <laughs> but uh, part of me really likes the idea of transforming Taxi and maybe uh, some sort of Andy Kaufman tie-in. So again, a lot to think about when it comes to the Transformers collaborative as a brand. It's not just, hey, this would be cool. It's, yeah, it'd be cool, but... Are people going to buy it? Now, you have to think sometimes of things with a little bit more of a modern appeal, a stronger modern appeal. And you know what? As we get older, it's going to be things from the 90s and early 2000s. So, you know, things that were popular in the 90s. Could we do something based on Pokemon? Transforming Pokemon, right? I was going to say Digimon, but that is uh, either owned or distributed by Bandai. There's some great toys that transform uh, Digimon figures that digivolve from one form to another. Uh, what about Firefly? Transforming spaceships, always fun. Uh, that'd be a cool tie-in and really got a deep nerd culture there if they want to do that. And then, you know, one thing hit me that was very 90s and that really could probably work on this. And that would be a bus from that movie. I saw this in a movie about a bus that had to speed around the city, keeping its speed over 50. And if its speed dropped, it would explode. I think it was called the bus that couldn't slow down. So what do you think? A bus from the bus that couldn't slow down? Come on. Come on. Okay. But some things that might have a more modern appeal, right? Things that have been popular in the last few years. I mean, look, you're not getting transforming Game of Thrones toys, right? Uh, or maybe. I mean, geez. You probably get those before you get the next book from George R.R. R. Martin. Uh, Fast and the Furious. That's a universal series of films, right? So it's a little easier to do. Not as easy as doing a Paramount film. But that might be one. Uh... Stranger Things, you could tie that in to Dungeons and Dragons and Transformers all at once. That would be one thing to do. And then, I, you know, I was thinking Netflix Voltron, if there's a way. Because, you know what, Playmates has the TMNT 
toy deal for the most part, but there's a lot of people that make Ninja Turtles toys. I think there's a way around their Playmates deal, uh, if it isn't already expired, that Hasbro could really do something that would work because Transformers and Voltron being both 80s properties and Voltron having a modern resurgence, that is one they could sink their teeth into as a collaborative effort and get a lot of sales out of. Hey, want to help out this podcast or the website tfu.info? There's a number of ways you can do it. Let me tell you how. You can help us directly by joining our Patreon and enrolling as a student at Transformers University. There, you'll get early access to the podcast as well as exclusive behind-the-scenes peaks and perks for as little as $1 a month. Sign up is quick and easy. Just swing on by to www.patreon.com slash tfuinfo. Another way you can help us is by using our Amazon link, www.tfu.info slash Amazon. Type that into your browser whenever you want to shop at Amazon and a portion of what you spend will be contributed back to us. It's that easy. Finally, you don't become the world's longest running transforming toy archive without some help from other fans. We're always on the hunt for photos of figures and accessories we're missing from our pages. If you'd like to contribute, go to tfu.info slash help for a list of what we need or send an email to info at tfu.info. tfu.info, the alpha trion and omega prime of transforming toys. Now, back to the show. And that will wrap up this edition of TFU News and Views. I know I have a lot to talk about. We just went through two of my five pages of notes, and those were all made before the second Fan First Friday. So I've still got a lot more to go on about, and I will. So keep it tuned here to TFU News and Views. Don't forget to check out Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Brucali, owner-operator, madman, behind TFU.info. Until next time, see ya.